It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Good morning, depending on which I was about wow. I was about to say, depending on which state you're in. <laughs> depending on which part of the world uh, you're in. Which, which part of the world you're in, yeah. Have you seen those videos of the guy that'll go around and ask people like how many stars are on the American flag? Or what are the two countries that border the US? Yeah, and, or like and they how like much... literally don't know. Yeah, or it's like simple, like if you had um 10 pennies and nine dimes how much money would you have yes they're like and they uh, have three dollars there was there was one when he asked um what days of the week end and why and the guy was like uh everything except for like thursday and saturday or something like that and i was like bro but the girl that he asked which countries border the u.s like top and bottom uh-huh. she was like uh europe <laughs> and he was like yeah okay and what's what's beneath us and she was like uh the north pole and i was like oh geez <laughs> oh geez <laughs> so it's funny i don't know what his instagram is but it's funny because he says yes to everything yes he's like they yes right yeah they totally think they're right <laughs> it's it's quite hilarious and um it's also very sad because I'm like, this is the youth of America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're not even all youth. I'm like, no, it's like people our oh age gosh. even don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, where did you, or did you not go to school? Well, yeah, that's called public education. I guess so. <laughs> I guess. Dang. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've got like four years of public education. Uh, there was another one that he did. And it was like, who's the vice president? And they're like, um, Biden, uh, Obama. And he's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. He always says yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, they don't even know who the vice president is, which I mean, I also forget about her, but, um, <laughs> for, for different reasons, but the president even forgets about her, but you know, <laughs> that's on brand for him though. So <laughs> Oh, geez. Anyways, what's your heck yes? Okay. So my heck yes is a few things. Well, I guess like one in general is like work is going really great. A company that I'm co-founder of, West of Perfection, we are launching a new quote unquote product called The Vault. It's a year long cohort and it's for women in leadership within their companies, women that just are leaders within the corporate space. Yeah. Yeah. They, we, we like hand select them. People apply with videos and everything. Every woman has every month has like a mastermind. They have a coaching, a private coaching call, and then they have a training that we deliver. And then we also have like one event in person every year for each. Cause we will have multiple cohorts yeah. going at a time, but it's going to be at the horse races. So, so fun. Yep. Because yeah. how long has West of Perfection been around now? Like officially in the public? This is going on two years. Okay. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> so if you know anyone or if you are or if you are the person that works in, in the business world and feels alone at the top and is looking for because because most leadership development is developed by men. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that you can't benefit from that, but women have a lot different struggles in the in the business world, in the corporate yeah. world specifically than men. Yeah, that's what this is for. And a lot of companies are willing to sponsor the employee to do this. Yeah. That's so really freaking awesome. cool. Yeah. So that's my heck yes. What's your heck yes? <laughs> I should have gone first. My my heck my heck yes I can't even say this. 
This is the beauty of the podcast, Megan. Just say it. I know, but this is literally nothing could explain, like not, no one thing could explain the difference between our seasons of life right now than this. My heck yes is our tower garden lettuce. What? Like it grew, like there's lettuce. Yeah, like we have so much lettuce and we made a salad with it tonight. And I'm literally crying over here talking about lettuce. Um, it doesn't taste like crunchy water, which is amazing. Like it actually makes you full and it tastes like you're eating something that's like nutrient dense and it tastes good and like really fresh, obviously, because we clipped it and cut it and then ate it. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't taste like yeah, crunchy water feels like the best way to describe lettuce from anywhere else. I mean, Walmart, the bag. Okay, lettuce so like the iceberg, stuff. like the yeah. The, I love that hard stuff. I don't mind it, but then it's really refreshing to eat it like straight uh-huh. from the plant. Oh, I bet. And it's so good, and it's just like so obvious how different we had spinach too. So we just mixed spinach and lettuce mm-hmm. together and had a salad. But I was like, I could eat like five more bowls of that lettuce. So that's my heck yes. (laughs) Do you grow arugula? Yeah, we have arugula too. And that's one of my favorite things to eat in the morning with like scrambled eggs and like baby tomatoes. Yeah. I'm having that tomorrow morning, but yeah. Wow. I'm like so proud of you guys. (laughs) Well, the tower garden makes it easy because you literally just pop them suckers in there and the tower garden just like cycles the water through and everything. And even as you clip it, it'll regrow out of there. So it's just like, so great for things like lettuce or leafy greens the actual gardening like in the boxes that's not so much my speed that's more Avery's thing we haven't harvested anything from that yet that's going to be like in the fall I think but yeah yeah well guys tower garden that's juice plus Megan won't say it but it is that (laughs) is true no it is true I always kind of forget because I'm like oh yeah that is a part of the juice plus business and it is kind of cool too I'll throw this in there while we're talking about this they have like a little curriculum if you homeschool and you have a tower garden, they have like a little Ooh. curriculum to go along with it to teach the kids about it and about the plants and about how it works and the cycle and the water and the pH levels and everything. I'm like, okay. That's I amazing. Could I could homeschool. <laughs> I could homeschool. <laughs> I, I grew I grew lettuce. I could do it. <laughs> Tell my kids about lettuce. <laughs> they would know about lettuce and then they would know about the North Pole and that it's up, not down. So <laughs> and how many stars are on the flag? That's those are the three important things. Yep. They will know those things. Yep. What about heck no? Okay. My heck no is that my father got Patrick and I hooked on the show Murders in the Building. What is that? And I, I, Patrick and I, hate the couples that just sit there. Hate. That's such a strong word. We. We would always be like, we won't be that couple that sits there and watches a show. Like if a show's on, we're playing something or we're doing something or whatever. Well, because my dad hooked us onto the show, we are now that couple because it's so freaking good. And I'm even embarrassed to say it, that we're like hooked on this show, but it's so, I mean, it's probably like the best show that I've ever watched. What's it called again? Murders in the Building. And is it literally a murder show? Yes, but it's not like it's a comedy. So okay, I was also like, it feels no. like it would be cheesy. I'm so confused. Yeah, I was like, no, I don't want to watch this. I don't like scary things. He's like, you yeah, just have either. to watch one episode. And it's like Steve Martin and um, Martin Short. Like if you've ever watched like Father of the Bride or whatever, they're mm. like Steve Martin's the the dad and like Martin Short is the gay wedding planner and like they're best friends in real life. Selena Gomez is in this? Yes, that's her show that she's on right now. And it's okay. them three and it's this murder in the building and they're, it's, they, it's like they are, they met because they were super fans of a a true crime podcast and they're creating them three are creating a true crime podcast about the crime in their building huh okay now I'm actually intrigued yes and it's like so good um there's two seasons I guess there's like a third coming out Patrick and I are still in their first season but yeah so it's like three massive stars like the like 
I, it's so funny that them three are together. Like it's such an unusual casting. Um, but it's really good and we're hooked. So that's a heck no. That's a heck no. (laughs) Murders in the building. Yeah. All right. So what's your heck no? What's it on? Oh, Hulu. It's a Hulu special. Oh, lame. Okay. Yeah. My dad has Hulu, so that's why. (laughs) Moochers. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is when it comes to streaming stuff. Yeah, and I guess Netflix is changing it. It's going to be like only based on one IP address or something or like one like Wi-Fi. I don't know. Netflix is going to lose everyone for that. Yep. Anyways, uh, my heck no is when you're eating and you chomp down on the inner corner of your lip. Yeah, and then then it's swollen. And then swollen. So then you know, five minutes later, you're going to do it again just because it's sticking out. And then it's going to continue to get like chomped on for the next couple of days. Just and it's like, it's like huge. And it like tastes like iron, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't help like, but like, you kind of want to chomp on it a little. Like, <laughs> you're like, getting a little snacky. <laughs> yeah. Like, you kind of want it. You can't stop feeling it with your tongue. And it's like, yeah, it's the actual worst. It happened last night. Like, and it's always when you're eating, like, you're just like really going to town chewing on something. And then you just stop because you're like, I literally just bit myself. Cool. <laughs> so that's a heck no. If I've heard of one, that's a heck no. That is, especially if it starts bleeding. Can we just mm-hmm. talk about canker sores? I haven't had <gasps> one. Like I used to get them all the time as a kid. I haven't had a canker sore in like a century. Oh, oh, if you just get pregnant and then you have a horrible, horrible appetite and you only want like McDonald's and trash food, they'll come back. Is it like sugar? Like is oh, that I, what- I'm convinced it's sugar related. Yeah. So maybe if you brush your teeth like four times a day, you'll be fine. Which is what I do. Exactly. So maybe it won't come back for you, but I can just, I hope my children get Patrick's genetics for teeth because he has never had a cavity. And let me just say, he does not brush his teeth as much as I do. (laughs) Okay. Every time I leave the house, I brush my teeth and I also in morning and before I go to bed. So at least two times a day, most of the time, three to four times a day. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you're brushing too much. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not a thing. You can't take, you can't take germs out of your mouth too much. Like that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And the amount of cavities I get is quite ridiculous. And finally I had a dentist tell me, he's like, you have like deep divots in your teeth and it's your teeth. I was like, thank goodness. Someone give me a way out of this. Right. Like it's not <laughs> it can't be me. me. Okay. Why am I spending $700 on getting cavities filled every dang time I go to the dentist and I brush my teeth like a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. That would suck. I just have weak teeth. Patrick's never, he grinds his teeth at night. Like it, it, his teeth <laughs> are going to fall out. And that boy's never had a cavity. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you should, well, it sounds like it's your teeth, so it's not you. So, and he has perfect eyesight. And what else do we hate about him? Yeah. Yeah, Come (laughs) on. And he's like smart. Okay. Ew. Get away. So annoying. (laughs) Ew. Stop being perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling some major comparison issues happening. Right now, we might I'm like super insecure. Like, okay, about this. Yeah, this is like um last week or maybe the week before when I mentioned that we have a minivan now, and I'm just like, oh, now I'm an insecure mom with a minivan. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like we're selling our our Mazda, which is like a sporty little. It's cute. It's a cute car. It is. And cute. I was cleaning it out today, and I was kind of sad because I was like, I don't really want to get rid of this car. And I told Avery about that later. And he was like, babe, why? And I was like, because I look like I could still be in college. So when I drive around town in a sporty car, it's like, maybe she's in college. Maybe she isn't, but she's a cool, fun, hip mom, even if she isn't in college. And now when I drive a minivan, it's like, no, that's a mom. If Avery doesn't understand, be like, Avery, next time you go to the gun range, take the van. Oh, no, no, no. He does understand because we had a little Honda Insight. It was bright red, had a little Honda Insight for a little while, looked like a little go-kart. He would drive that to school and he was like, I can't, I can't do it. And I was like, this is the Honda, this minivan is your Honda Insight. Like for me, that's what it is. 
and it's it's probably a good thing it's really not a big deal I understand it's all pride and vanity like I get it and it's a car and this is actually a way better car than the Mazda for like many many reasons. a million reasons yeah a million reasons the minivan is a nicer car and a better car but the Mazda's sporty and I can like make it look like I'm still like <laughs> Megan which I brought up in spirit this is a deeper yeah like this is a deeper (laughs) yeah 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 anyways so um Cece and I are both insecure now so stick around this will be fun um (laughs) we'll just spiral I just spiral um yeah yep well dang well we don't have sponsors today because we messed up scheduling somehow we forgot that this date existed and Yep. yep We yeah. as in Meg, because Meg leaves the spreadsheet typically. So Meg just forgot the 24th of April was a, was a Monday. So here's a freebie, y'all. <laughs> it's totally okay. Okay. Speaking of like looking young, I have a voicemail that goes right along with that. And I just thought it was so sweet. And I don't know, just like simple and sweet that I wanted to play it. Okay. Hey, Megan and Cece. This is Anna from Michigan. Um, I was calling with a heck yes moment. (laughs) So my whole life, I have always been mistaken for anywhere between three and 14 years younger than I actually am. Um, So this summer, well, last summer, I uh, was working an extra job to make some extra money to help pay for our wedding. (laughs) Um, and people kept asking me so where I was going to go to college, and I'm 29 at this point, <laughs> so it was really funny <laughs> to be asking, still being asked, you know, what high school I go to. Um, so fast forward, you know, almost nine months later, I am at a gas station. I had to stop to fill up with gas, and then I realized at 39 weeks pregnant that I am not making it home <laughs> without using the bathroom. <laughs> So I go in, I hate using bathrooms, especially at gas stations. I go in, use the bathroom, I come out, and there is a long line at the register. And I'm like, oh, man, I have to have someone to step out of the way so I can squeeze through because you can't squeeze through when you're 39 weeks pregnant. This guy turns around, looks at me, and he backs up and goes, go right ahead, ma'am. And I was like, he called me ma'am. I have never been called (laughs) ma'am. in public it's always this because i am five two and yes i look like i'm 17 or 19 years old still at 30 years old like he called me ma'am yes <laughs> pregnancy power <laughs> okay it's hilarious because this goes perfectly with what i was just talking about our neighbor has a sophomore college student or something uh-huh. And she'll come over and babysit the girls and she'll she'll say, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. To me. And I loathe it because I'm like, oh, come on, Maddie. Like we could be like, I I could be in one of your classes and you wouldn't know that I had three kids. Like, right. Like, <laughs> like Don't call me ma'am. It makes me feel old and I don't like it. But I mean, I, I am old, I guess, compared to her. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Okay, compared to 18, yeah, you're definitely old. I mean, she's like 19 or t- she's like 19. Yeah. I mean, that's when six, I was 19, when I was like, older. when I was 19 and I was thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to be like when I was 25? I'm like, wow, so old. Yeah, that's true. Ugh, yeah. Well, good for you. Only I don't mind being called ma'am. Pregnant. I hate it, but I also didn't grow up doing that. So, yeah. And then it felt like a thing you were kind of forced to do when you moved to the South. It was like, if you don't call people ma'am and sir, it's very disrespectful. And I was like, well, what if you literally are not from here and that's just not what you do? But now I have to do it. Again, I have a pride issue. This is like bringing out so many things in this podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm actually from Germany slash um, California uh, slash Alaska, so yeah, so like... we don't do that there. Yeah, we don't even acknowledge your existence. So this is like a lot for me saying yes. In Alaska, there's like nobody around you, so you just don't even talk to anyone in general. I was also um, homeschooled, so does like that get me out of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, because well, I mean, I don't know. I guess it could go either way, but I feel like normally with homeschoolers, you expect them to be very respectful and capable. And holding a conversation with someone not their age. 
you know True. I feel like that's True. just like a, a, a thing which like it's a good standard but yeah. clearly I sucked at yeah, it yeah a lot of homeschoolers like something a benefit of homeschooling is time and time again I see that homeschoolers are able to carry on an adult conversation even when they're children yep that's really important and really impressive yeah and they have no problem like talking to people on the phone or ordering things without being all weird and shy and awkward or yeah. whatever yeah yep. it's interesting it's really interesting um okay so a topic that has come up a ton recently hmm. for me is the topic of like aesthetic procedures so i'm going to play the voicemail and then we'll kind of dive into it more boob jobs hi um this is carly and i have kind of a interesting question for you two to me it's interesting but Anyways, I have my own opinion about it, but I love listening to the advice you give everyone, and I would love to hear what your guys' opinion is on this topic, and maybe you've already talked about it, and I just haven't seen that before, but um, I'm curious what your guys' opinion is on aesthetics as far as um, treatments from anything from, like, chemical peels to, like, microneedling and facials and um, anything from that all the way to like Botox and anti-aging type things, because I know that you guys are very embracing of like your beauty and in promoting beauty. However, I'm curious where the line gets drawn on like the anti quote unquote anti-aging front. Okay. And then literally after the caller, after that voicemail was a completely different person <laughs> and asked the same question. And I was like, wow, this what? is wild. And then this also has been coming up a lot in my beauty consultations I do every week. <sighs> so yeah, super funny. Um, do you want to start Megan or do you want me? To I mean, start? I don't know anything in the realm of this. Like, I don't even know what is involved in a facial I've never even had a facial so as far as like aesthetic stuff I only do my nails my nails I don't even get my I don't even get my eyebrows done because I'm a little weasel and wimp when it comes to pain tolerance with that stuff but mm. <laughs> but I'll do birth I'll do birth all the time um but I don't know anything about this so I'm curious I, I guess I don't have a founded opinion on it other uh -huh. than that it goes back to kind of intentions, which is the same thing for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I can't, that's not a thing that I know about every single person that does it, you know? Yeah. So it's something, know. this is probably the thing I'm like, have the most like relative opinion about, like a okay. you do you opinion about, which is, which we don't normal. ever have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my personal thing is like, um, okay, we'll just start with, uh, like facials, stuff like that. So like facials, I absolutely get, I think facials are awesome. They're so worth it. What um, is it? well, it depends on the type of facial, but it's like, um, you can get hydration treatments or you can get acne, mm. like, um, like, uh, blackhead treatments, or you can get like different peels and stuff like that for like brightening or like sunspots okay. or like, um, anti-aging. And it's it. pretty much like a series of <laughs> like, um, steam and rubbing and like massaging the face and using that, different. Yeah. It's See, like that a, feels like a self-care. Like I respect my body and I want to take good care of it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Similar to like a massage or a chiropractor or whatever. Yeah. That's but like that's kind of in the like realm a, of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. And then there's things like microneedling and things like that, that help with anti-aging. And I'm not against that at all. Like I think, uh, but like anything having to do with like microneedling is more along the lines of a facial and it can be added kind of like to a facial, if that makes sense. Okay. So it helps with anti-aging, um, like plumping the skin more, but you're not injecting anything. So it's not mm -hmm. like a needle injecting with like yeah. serum or anything like that. Um, I'm also a big proponent of like a lash tint and lift. I've, I used to get those all the time when I was in Illinois living there. Um, and it's when they pretty much like curl your lash, like permanently, and it lasts okay. for like three to four months and then they tint it as well. So it's great to do if you're going on vacation or something, you don't want to wear mascara all the time or in the summer months, 
because it looks like you're already wearing mascara. So when they lift your lashes, they look longer Mm -hmm. because it's almost using a lash curler, but like more extreme. And then, yeah, they tint it. So it's like your eyelashes are darker. That's an awesome procedure. I don't even want to call it a procedure. It's just like a service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, waxing, threading. I mean, you name it. <laughs> threading. <laughs> threading. I used to get my eyebrows threaded. I love like anything on the face is what oh. I would get threaded. No, um, no, 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 no. So that's non like medical quote unquote. Yeah. Procedure. Yeah. I was going to say those all sound very much in the realm of like massage nails. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. Kind of like temporary, not a whole ton of like risk involved yeah. or like long-term. Exactly. Issue. Yeah. Yes. And then moving on to like Botox. So Botox is for sure temptation. Like I love the look of a smooth glowy forehead. Like I love that look. I think it looks great. Now Botox can absolutely be done wrong. I used to work in the beauty industry for three to four years So yeah, I'm not against Botox. I don't have Botox as many people want to say that I have my lips done. I don't. Um, (laughs) Thank you, but no. (laughs) I know. It's like, wow, that's a really big compliment. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love like the look of Botox done right. It oftentimes what can happen is like, if it's done wrong in the forehead, the eyebrows will lift. Mm -hmm. And if the eyebrow, like the curve of the eyebrow lifts, it's it's really noticeable because your eyelid gets really big and tall. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I don't even mm-hmm. know how to describe it. Um, but yeah, it can get pricey. My whole thing is like, clearly it's very toxic. Like it is mm-hmm. literally injecting, not literally poison but pretty much poison, like actual toxins into your body. Um, it is not good for you at all. And I'm a big proponent of clean beauty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's very, um, yeah. Counter to what I stand for. I will say though, Botox works. Um, so it's hard. It does what you pay for. Yeah. Right. Like that's the thing. Like it does do what it's supposed to do. It's really bad for you, but it, if that's what you want it, like if you want it to smooth out wrinkles, it's going to do that. Yeah. If you get it done by like an actual person that's good at it and has a good reputation. Yeah. (laughs) Am I going to do it? I can't say I never will, but I can say right now at this point in my life, I don't have any plans to, and you know, I, I want to stay away from that. Yeah. Um, and try to do like as many preventative and everything measures as, yeah. Yeah. you know, kind of wonder too, when it comes to things like Botox or a boob job, obviously boob jobs might be a little different because of the fact that it's like fat tissue and not just like a muscle or something, but in regards to like health and our bodies in general, are you kind of taking the easy shortcut out instead of doing the long work that will actually help your body and heal your body? Does that make sense? Like you're saying there's preventative stuff to do and there's things you can do day in and day out as far as skincare goes or the makeup you're applying and using or whatnot and your exposure in the sun. Are you just kind of jumping the gun on all of that and going straight to Botox? Because if so, that's a big red flag to me. That's yes. when I think I would have an opinion and I'd be like, no. <laughs> Versus uh-huh. like having done the work, doing the work and being like, you know, I just want this. This is what I want to do. I have the money. It's not going to be taken. Like it's not taking money out from other areas of my life. Like whatever, then like go for it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that I totally get what you're saying because too, like there's, a, there's something where it's like, it's true that the earlier you start Botox, like there's two sides of the coin. So it's like you start Botox in your late twenties, it's going to be more effective, but you start Botox in your late twenties, meaning you're going to have to do it for the rest of your life. Quote unquote, Oof. like you can, you can get off of it. But the thing is, is that the Botox plumps your skin. So when the yeah. Botox kind of like evaporates, yeah. your skin stretched out even more. Oh, so you have to no. get it again. Yes. It's so like, like you can't go back. Yes, like you can, but it's just like you it's it's hard because you're used to looking at yourself more plump and way. stuff like that. Yeah. And so it's even more of like a oh, 
when you go off of it and wrinkles can actually be even worse post Botox if you don't keep up with it because it did plump and like stretch your skin a little bit. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely downside, but I will say like as far as forehead wrinkles and that's the biggest thing I hear about and like speak to women about is like, honestly, drinking water changes how much wrinkles I have in the morning. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, like how much water I, how much, like how dehydrated I was with my forehead, like wrinkles. And another thing is like, are like, this is not even just a plug for beauty counter. Like we have a line called the counter timeline. It's pink. Mm -hmm. And there's a, um, there's a serum and a moisturizer that I swear by. And it's really, really great. Um, yeah. So it's like the counter timeline, it's serum in a serum. You would use a pump of it after a cleanser and a toner, then use a pump of the serum, then use a pump of the moisturizer at night. Um, and they're, they help with plumping the skin. Another product that I really like, and it's not totally clean, but it's kind of like, <laughs> I call it like Botox in a bottle and it's from glow skin beauty and it's called daily power C. And it's like a, um, age defined antioxidant serum. And it's something that I just use a few drops of in the morning, like on my forehead, around my eyes. And I can notice a difference with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is called frownies and you maybe like people have seen, uh, commercials about it or something, but it's like this fat, like sticky fabric that you put on your forehead when you sleep, because oftentimes wrinkles are happening when we're sleeping because we're mm-hmm. like frowning or something, our face, like we just like clench yeah. our face tighter and frownies help you from not clenching your face <laughs> when you're sleeping. It kind of just like tapes your face like flat almost. I don't even okay. know. You just have to Google it. And, um, that's like really great for preventative. I've follow a lot of bloggers that are trying to get off Botox and that's something that they're using. Um, so there's like options. There totally are like getting facials, super helpful, keeping your skin nice. I mean, the sun is going to give you wrinkles. Like vitamin D is amazing, but it is a fact that the sun is going to make you look older. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, people will say, you know, every there's so many different opinions about the sun, but one thing's for sure. Like your skin will look thinner and leathery more leathery. So that's true. Think about people in surfers and people in Hawaii and Southern California. Yeah. Your skin's leather girl. (laughs) It's tan though. You're tan. You look good. (laughs) (laughs) You did accomplish what you went out to get. So yeah. Um, and then as far as boob jobs, like I also have friends that have had boob jobs, but the majority of my friends have actually gotten their boob jobs taken out because it Mm. made them really sick because you have like silicone in your body. Like it gives like, um, autoimmune disease. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, I mean, this is like the CC's take on me with like certain foods and medications and medicine and drugs and stuff. This is like the beauty segment of this conversation because everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, well, I would obviously avoid that now that that sounds identical to X, Y, and Z on my end of relative stuff, like uh-huh. relevant stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, well, and as far as boob job goes, I always, my first thought was, can you nurse? Yes. Really? How does uh-huh. that, that has to impact? I have no idea degree, how it works. Though. Okay. I was going to say that I has have to no idea. pros and cons or something. No, but no, I also know for me, there's zero desire for any of that at all. Maybe a facial. I would like to go get a facial actually. Yeah. Never yeah. experienced that. But yeah, preventative measures, like absolutely take them. There's so many great routes. Like it's not going to hurt trying a natural non-toxic product, you know, like, yeah, that's, what's nice about things like that, where it's like, what, like, what if it does work though? Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and isn't, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but even just focusing on your collagen production. Mm-hmm. Like that is the biggest reason you start to see wrinkles at the yes. age that you do, because your body naturally stops producing collagen around 18 to 20 something years old. We so start, getting wrinkles, start getting at wrinkles at 21. Yeah. 21. Which is why people start getting wrinkles then. But if you just focus on naturally producing 
more collagen in your body and in your like nutrition and stuff, then it's your back. Yes. Collagen. Yeah. 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 And even like, that's part of, um, what people notice with juice plus, and then you've got counter time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, counter to mm-hmm. help me out. Um, so there's like so many things that are just like benefiting your body beyond just eliminating wrinkles. Right. But I, I mean, I know we haven't really, um, acknowledged the religious part oh, of yeah. this conversation, but quite honestly, like, I don't know what that conversation is. Like, no, me neither. And I don't think, I feel like it's one of those things that people would have a stance on saying like, well, like tattoos where mm-hmm. it's like, people are like, no, that your body is a temple should not be marked or anything. And then people pull out another random verse and they're like, well, actually it should totally be fine because here it says, and it's like, okay, but the catechism and the church has stated no official stance on this Mm -hmm. so why are we arguing about it same thing could be said with like earrings like god didn't yeah make you with holes in your ears right (laughs) right so exactly so like if you're going to test the logic and go all the way down the line because the church has not made a clear stance on this then Mm -hmm. it's like what is it what is the point almost but i literally have no oh sorry go ahead well i was gonna say which is why i just say it comes back to intention and like like why yeah it's but, something I literally have no judgment on because I'm I just, no, I'm like yeah. in the beauty industry. Like I just have no judgment. I'm like, yeah, looks I good. Just, <laughs> I have no opinion, no awareness, and no desire. Okay. <laughs> That's where <laughs> I'm at. I would not know if you had Botox or not. Literally would not bat an eye. So. <laughs> All right. Do you have like a written voicemail thing? Oh yes. I have a couple DMs. Um, okay. Let's go through one. So this one is very interesting. Hey, Megan, CC, I remember y'all talking about that only certain people can pray with the laying on of hands. Otherwise, it could invite the devil into that. I don't know that moment. My newborn was in the NICU recently and my mother-in-law came to visit him. She's very charismatic and she prayed for him while putting her hands over him. Was this wrong? What do I need to do for my son? So the first rule of thumb as far as like placing your hands on someone to pray for them is if you have natural authority over them correct Mm -hmm. so so you could go back and listen to our podcast about it was a two-part series with father crow and he'll talk about this better than we could ever talk about it yes true um but that like so I have natural authority like we have natural authority over our own bodies and then I have natural authority over my children and so I can pray put my hand on them and pray over them, but you can bless them. Like you can bless them. You can give them a blessing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But like, as far as like me praying over a friend and putting my hand on them, that's when it starts to get kind of touchy and weird and like Mm -hmm. probably a no-go. Uh, father, father Alex, I remember, I'm pretty sure said Mm -hmm. that was like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know when it comes to grandma, I mean, technically like she, she can't natural authority. There's not like, she doesn't have natural authority and there's not her blessing, like a legit blessing doesn't exist. Um, she she just said that she prayed over him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it unless like she's, unless she's like, unstable doing the Ouija board in our garage kind of thing like I wouldn't be worried about it yeah I wouldn't either um I mean you could tell if you're uncomfortable with it you could tell her like hey don't do that again right (laughs) or it's gonna be a weird conversation go to your own priest and be like hey could you just because they can just do like a minor exorcism blessing too well just baptize the kid well that too yeah that's a baptism right after the NICU that's like the earliest exorcism and best exorcism you could do (laughs) yeah but I wouldn't be worried I mean you can't be so like yeah scrupulous yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I wouldn't worry about it okay next advice hotline essentially uh (laughs) need some advice I was quote-unquote talking with this guy for about two and a half months long distance two and a half hours away but saw him at least once a week. Anyways, we had a great relationship, took things slow, very compatible. Everyone thought we were dating. Unfortunately, his actions and words were congruent with his thoughts. He acted 
or maybe that means they weren't. I don't know. He acted and affirmed me that he wanted to pursue me, but the word girlfriend and boyfriend never surfaced and he never truly asked me out to be his girlfriend. So we parted ways, which crushed me. Little did I know it was the thing I needed, especially entering into Lent. But during Lent, I felt this pull to write him a letter. I resisted for the longest time, but kept feeling a pull to do it. So I did it. I wrote it. And then I waited a month to send it. It was a letter of thankfulness and reflection and letting him honestly, and I honestly didn't need a response and I wasn't expecting one either. Well, he responded via snail mail. Like I was shocked, not expecting it at all. Was it true peace and contentment living my best life? His letter stated some very loving and caring words, but also things like, I feel you deserve a letter in response. The timing of the letter was no coincidence. And on top of that, in the letter I sent him, there were two blank sheets of paper, which I don't recall putting in. So what does a girl do? Do I respond? Because I wrote a response back, but woke up the next morning and didn't send it. And I'm waiting. I wasn't expecting him to respond. And in the grand scheme of things, I still like him and would love to get back together, but I'm feeling this pull to wait. I've prayed a ton. And as of now, the surrender novena and litany of trust are my best friends. Um, so yeah, I don't even I mean, know. I feel like if you write a letter, you like actually low key subconsciously want a response. Cause that's the whole point of a letter. Yeah. Like you write a letter for a response. That's like the function of a letter. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I know I would probably have said the same thing. I mean, there was, this is probably not the same thing. It's actually, it's definitely not. So anonymous, <laughs> do not take this and be like, what the heck do I do with that? But I, after I was cheated on, I wrote all these letters and was like, I'm going to put them in a manila envelope and like leave them on his car. And like, then he'll really know how I feel. And I would have told you that I didn't want to, didn't care if I ever heard from him regarding those things. Thank goodness. I never put that envelope in those letters on his car, but I actually really wanted him to hear those and read those just to hear what he had to say about it. Like just to hear him say like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or like, wow, like you were so good. I should have treated you better or whatever. Like I wanted him to hear that or I wanted to hear that from him. So yeah, I feel like if you're pouring your heart and soul out, thankfulness, gratitude, all these kind of things regarding him, deep down, I feel like maybe you did want him to So she broke it off? It says that they just did. They parted ways and it crushed her. So I'm feeling, I don't know. She might've done probably it. Probably trying to she protect was like, well, he never. Well, that and he never fully said boyfriend or girlfriend or asked her to be his girlfriend or anything. So part of it might be like, this sucks, but it feels like the right thing to do because he's not making steps forward. Ooh, sorry. I would um, just give him a call. Like no more, like letters are yeah. cute. But like, just call him if you want to. It's like she misses him. Anything. Yeah, she would love to get back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard too because I feel like some people. Hmm, I don't know how to s- speak to this, but like, people are like, "Oh, I should wait," or "I feel like I should send it," or "I feel just like they're constantly looking for." It's kind of in relation to what you just posted about feelings. Uh and big basing things off of that and it's hard to sit here and say this because there are times in my life like when Jeannie was breached where I was like she's supposed to be like she's supposed to be I just know it like this is the first time in this entire pregnancy where I have felt a peace that literally surpasses understanding and so that was like a feeling I guess you could say but well it's an intuition yeah it's not like in a in a emotional emotional decision that's true because you know how people are like oh well I like I feel like I should wait or I feel like I should do this or I I mean look having a phone call isn't like you're marrying him you know like going on another date a final date whatever whether it's a final date or not isn't you are living together forever. Like, yeah, it's too, like, clearly you need more closure. You're yes, still thinking you need about more clarity him. and closure for sure. No matter what it is, you can't just keep it at what it is now as like, n- y- that's it. His response was it, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's more than that. It'll, it'll be like the whole Nicholas Sparks movie where if you tried to like, just block him out of your head now, you'd end up in a relationship with a guy years down the road and you would still be thinking about this guy. What if? 
What if? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to your future guy. If he is yeah. to exist, I don't know, you know? So I totally, yeah, I totally get that. I had a, what if guy and I needed to Aww. like close things up yeah. um, before moving on. Yeah. Well, this is, we, you can't have this guy be your, what if guy. So you need to call him. I think you do need to call him. Don't okay. feel like it's like you being masculine, making a move. No. It's just like, no, Hey, like, you're being mature. I didn't, you know, just explain, like, I didn't expect a response, but I was actually like really excited to see a letter from you. And I think just being completely honest, like, honestly, I think about you a lot. Um, yeah. I've been praying about it. And I think my biggest, like, have you been up front with him talking about like, you know, we, I felt like the relationship wasn't going anywhere. Like, we we didn't, we didn't have a title. Like it was making me insecure, you know, like being actually really upfront with that and be like, I don't know. Like what, what do you want this to Mm be? Yeah. And that's, um, guys, a good guy or a man would actually really, really respect and appreciate that because they want you to be clear so bad. Yes. (laughs) They want you to be upfront so bad. Mm-hmm, because we dance around the topic. Uh-huh. hundred percent. When I told Avery I wanted to date him, I said, I think we could be more than friends. What the heck is that? <laughs> just means say nothing. that you can date him, that you want to date him. I could just say it. And I couldn't say it. So yeah, we totally Yeah, did. just be like, I realize I'm like, this is really vulnerable, but like, I wanted to be your girlfriend. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that's what you wanted. And so I kind of, took a step back and was scared. And I sent you that letter, not knowing what to expect. And you responded and it made me really excited. And I don't want to take that as like false hope or anything. So like, what did it mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Realistic about this. Like, I don't want to be the girl. Yeah. I don't want to be the girl that's just like thinking about a guy that she has no chance with. Like, I just want to know straight up what you want right now. Like, yeah. So I can either move on or that we can try it again. Yeah. Pick That's one. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Pick one. Ball's in your court, homie. Pick one. Okay. Speaking of Jeannie, we had someone call in and she was like, because last podcast, I think you said mm-hmm. something like, oh yeah, home birth is on your doorstep. And <laughs> I was always like, taunting her. With home birth. Like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> and someone was like, why are you against home birth? And oh, I was laughing. Okay. <laughs> Clarification. I am not against home birth. I think I said, no. I was like, I'm yeah. actually legitimately happy that like Megan loves it so much. Yeah. And I follow all the home birth Instagram pages and watch yeah. them. Like, it's not I that I'm like, anti- I didn't know birth. that guys. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's not that I'm anti-home birth it's just like I think I would be naive to assume that home birth is for me when I've never had a child Mm. yeah you have no you've just made no personal opinion or experience with it so you're just like cool good for you more power to you yeah and like I I don't mind the idea of, um, what is the drug to not feel anything? Epidural. Yeah. I don't mind. Like, I don't really have an opinion (laughs) on it. I feel like if I had a kid tomorrow, I would just choose in the moment if I wanted it. Like, I don't really care. Um, and yes, I've heard both. Like I've heard all the sides. Okay. Like don't try to convince me one way or the other. I'm not having a kid right now. And the reality is, is that if I were to have a kid in the next two years, I'd be having the kid alone. So I'm definitely not right. doing a home birth. Yeah. <laughs> um, Valid. Yeah. So I, I mean, I ne- I'm not ever going to never say never, but I'm not, I, it would be a lie to say that like these videos look awesome and they're just like relaxing in their bed after they give birth. But there's also like statistics don't lie and like things do go wrong, you know, like it's not, yeah, things, things go wrong everywhere. I absolutely understand the whole thing where they try to schedule an induction. So then they can schedule your births and, and like, and all it's a cascade of intervention. Thing. Yeah, totally. And like, I'm so, so, I have really strong feelings on that. And so 
you know, it's going to take a special doctor and it's going to take it, you know, whatever it is. A doula. Yeah. A like I would trained, I would told, I mean, I would have a doula like in the hospital with me. I think it's yeah, a great totally, idea, totally. you know? Um, and I would need one. <laughs> Patrick wouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll come. You can come there for this go. birth and experience a home birth IRL and take photos yes. because I never have photos of my births. Yes. And then I'll come and be your doula. Uncertified, Ew. but quote unquote <laughs> support person. <laughs> So not doula, just best friend. <laughs> I mean, people ask me if I could be their doula and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have, I hate school. I'm not going to go do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I could be there and encourage you and support you. <laughs> so. so yeah, that's my whole thing. I'm not anti-home birth. I think it's great that people love it. I think it's, I love when people are passionate about something for them, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, I just don't, I have never had an experience giving birth and my right. first experience will a hundred percent absolutely be in a hospital. Well, so. and even, even just pregnancy, like you don't know where you're going to feel safest or what you're going to want until you're literally pregnant. And there's a child inside of you and you're approaching that time and you're like intuitively going, okay, yeah, this is the best route for me. Mm-hmm. And that's I like, never, there's never a wrong answer there. Like, that's the part I feel like people don't understand about me either now that I'm like oh gosh I'm the best they like DM me and are like which one do you think I should do I, I would love to have a home birth but there's only one home birth midwife in my area and I don't totally vibe with her and I, I didn't hate the hospital I actually really liked the hospital and I trust my doctor there and I'm like you have your answer like mm-hmm. it, and it's not a home birth actually and I also would not tell you to do a home birth based on this information and knowledge I would tell you to go back where you feel at peace and comfortable and safe with your doctor mm-hmm. and you don't feel all this added stress. So a home birth is not the right way every time at all. If right. like, if Jeannie were footling breach and her foot was coming first, we would not have had a home birth. It would have been an emergency C-section, totally different story. Like it's case by case. You're not going to know until you're pregnant and approaching that. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'll be praying for specific things, but <laughs> <laughs> But like, also another thing is I don't know my family history Yeah. on as far as the maternal side. So like, I, I have no idea what births are like. I think genetics have a really big part to play as far as births go too and pregnancies. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, to the, to the extent where like my nutrition and health now affects Carrie's children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she is growing all of her um, eggs and everything inside of me. And that is relative to me and my health. Oh, my friend had that thing where like, she couldn't stop throwing up. Like her sister also had that. And her mother had that. Like, you know what I mean? There's things that's what I'm saying. Like genetics totally play a role as far as like how the pregnancies go or how your body handles birth or how fast. I mean, yeah, totally. How much weight you gain even like, yeah. If you like could, could be preeclampsia, I'm pretty sure can Mm -hmm. be genetic things like that, like 100%. And if you go in not knowing that stuff, it's like, yeah, I'm not just going to opt for an immediate home birth where there's no ultrasounds for the first pregnancy ever. Like, Uh that's you know, Uh I'm not doing that. (laughs) Also, like, I mean, I'm going to take into account Patrick what his wishes are too. Yeah. And they're yeah. not home birth either. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Neither were Avery's. There's hope for them all. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that's like good and valid that you mentioned that because I think there's a, there's a trend where it's like, I'm the, I'm the one that's birthing. Like you don't get a say. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's his kid too. You made that kid together. If, if he's freaked out and worried, like this is, he has a say. Yeah. Like if I chose home birth and he's like freaking out and worried, <laughs> that is going to rub off on me and I'm going to be anxious, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, you want him on, you should want him on your team. Yeah. For that. It's half his. It is. Well, and that's like the most intimate, vulnerable experience us as women will ever experience. And so if our husband is not a part of that with us and in support of us, like in support, like that feels like a recipe for disaster and like more issues later on in the marriage. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything, but I just feel like <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> oh. Okay. So here's a voicemail about engagement and um, yeah, I think we'll have some thoughts. Okay. 
Hi, Megan and Cece. This is Avery. I just listened to your engagement podcast, and I loved it. I thought there was a lot of really great advice on it, and I wanted to get your opinion on my own situation. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for two and a half years, and this this past fall, I left for school, so we've been long distance since then, but we want to get engaged in the winter and get married the following summer. The only problem is that I will be in studying abroad in Austria for four months from January to May, which would be the majority of our engagement. And I know that you both have been in long-distance engagements, and I wanted to see what your opinion was of that um, and how we should approach this season of discernment. God bless. Hmm. Okay, so I want to, like, point out two things. Okay. What I'm about to say has nothing to do with like me thinking you and your um few, like uh boyfriend or fiance um wouldn't be able to handle the diff, diff like distance during engagement, okay? My whole thing is that you're studying abroad in Austria and planning a wedding will ruin that. True. <laughs> like, True. I didn't This even is your one time. That. Yeah, I did not even think of that. Yeah. Like that sounds like hell, honestly, Yeah, is planning a wedding from the opposite side of the world, not having the same time zone with vendors, like trying to figure out stuff with you. I mean, like that literally sounds painful. That sounds awful. I mean, I hated it. I hated planning a wedding across the country in a state that I wasn't in during college here in the States. And I didn't making it yeah, so that's, that's stressful alone. That's stressful alone. Yeah. But now and you take you, yourself yeah. 12 hours away or nine hours away to Austria. And that like, that would make me extra sad because I can imagine like, that was something I wanted to do so bad. I wanted to study abroad so bad and I never got to. So but I can imagine yourself of it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I can imagine this is something you've really wanted to do and you're finally getting to do it. And uh, it's not going to go the way you thought it was going to go. If you're also planning a wedding. And you're jipping yourself from the fun engagement season too. Although yeah, it's the yeah. most stressful season, it's so fun. So it's like, you're you not- both out. <laughs> yeah, by one thing. And so you're not going to fully be able to enter in and be present to either of them. Yeah, that's a very good point. Emily Wilson talks about that in that Navigating Engagement course. Um, yeah, about being like, just being fully present to your, um, to your fiance during that season. And to just like experiencing the whole season as it is, because it'll just come and go and there will never like pray to God, there will never be another engagement season. Mm -hmm. And so not being able to be fully present in that, not being able to be fully present to studying abroad, not being fully present literally and like emotionally and mentally to your fiance. It's not fair to the marriage because no, you're setting yourself up focus on it. It's mm-hmm. not going to be your main focus. You're in Austria. You're going to have fun. You're going to be with friends, touring around all of Europe, taking new classes. Like that sounds like right. a blast. Not to say that marriage isn't a blast, Mm-mm. but like you're rip, you're jipping yourself from both of that by doing yeah. that at the same time. Wow. That wasn't even going to be the way I went about this, but I, like, I didn't even think about all that. But now that you've said all that, that like, to me, that makes the decision. You either don't go to Austria or you postpone engagement what's another six months is it okay is the reason why you want to do it is because you've dreamed of a summer wedding oh my gosh if that's the case you need it no because I dreamed of a fall slash winter wedding my whole life and it was not worth it I dreamed of a fall wedding and I am so glad I did a winter wedding I still miss that I didn't get to have a long sleeve dress but it's not a big regret of my life that I think about every single night when I go to sleep so Uh (laughs) yeah so if that's the reason why you like want to almost like really try to get married in the summer, reevaluate that. Yeah. Cause that's the last try, thing that matters. I would, on the list. I would start weighing that desire next to what we just talked about as far as like Austria planning a wedding, all of that weigh both of them and see which one like takes the cake, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would not wish that let anyone (laughs) yeah that's four months it's four months out of the six months of engagement that you're doing that so then you have two months to find a dress or you just find a a spaz 
online or like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to miss so many fun opportunities that the average bride really gets to enjoy doing. Even a bridal shower. Yeah. I mean, a bridal shower, picking out your dress with your mom, even just like browsing dress stores with your girlfriends. You don't even have to try on a dang dress or anything. Like you're going to being a fiance with your friends. Right. Right. Exactly. You're going to have two months of that. And it's going to be the last two right before the wedding. You're not going to be any more calm than yeah this sounds like a recipe for stress yeah I'm like getting my heart rate increasing I know sounds like a recipe for not showing up as your best self in either of the situations as a student or a fiance yeah and that's not a diss against your ability to be the best version of yourself that's just the reality of the human person and what the human person can handle capacity it's about capacity it's it's the same thing as like oh I can do it I can do it all I can, I can work like I did before I had kids and I can have all the kids. No, no, Meg, like (laughs) things are going to have to give, you don't have to give up either, but things are going to have to give in either one. Mm -hmm. So either you postpone the wedding or you don't go to Austria. You don't have to like get rid of it all. You're never going to get married and you're never going to Austria because everything's just hell now. (laughs) It's not even postponing a wedding because they're not engaged yet. Right. Okay. So postponing an engagement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can do this. You just have to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and There's I think no- it's one that, I think it's one that you should discuss with your fiance too. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean, like he should be aware of all of this. Um, obviously it sounds like you guys are discussing this, so that's good, but yeah. yeah. Well, um, I think we finish off with one last voicemail that okay. is just going to be encouraging for all the single ladies out there. Ooh, how sweet. Hey guys, it's Catherine calling from Houston, Texas. I actually just got done listening to your engagement podcast because I'm a couple behind, but it inspired me to kind of share some encouragement for maybe other women that are in a similar position that I was. Um, For a long time and for several years of my life, I really struggled with singleness. I was always the girl that um, was single. I never dated anybody. I never had dates to dances or anything like that. Um, In fact, before I met my now husband, I only had one prior boyfriend that ended up cheating on me before we even dated for like two months. So it was not, you know, any sort of long-term great relationship. Um, So that was something I really struggled with. And I really felt like for a long time, I really questioned what God was planning for me. I always had felt called to marriage, but I was like, I just feel like I'm kind of being left in the dust here. So I was always really frustrated about that and then questioned, like, is there something wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And, you know, I had tried online dating a little bit. I just feel like I wasn't quite – that wasn't quite meant for me, if that makes sense. Um, But actually, flash forward a couple years, I was in a Zumba class, um, and I dislocated my ankle. This was around December, so I was dancing to literal Christmas music, and I dislocated my ankle – And so, of course, I wound up in physical therapy after that injury, and that's actually how I met my husband. Um, My physical therapist that I was working with kind of helped introduce introduce us because he was another therapist at the clinic, and the rest is history. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there for other women that may be struggling for that right now. Um, and just know that you never know when God will literally knock you out of your tracks and um, you'll fall into the arms of your husband. So you never know. So I just wanted to kind of um, put that out there for an encouragement. I love the podcast. Thank you guys so much. It's well, so shoot. sweet. <laughs> I know. Also, she hit the jackpot. Like, girl, you married a doctor. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> All right. Kudos to you. Good job, God. Good job. Uh-huh. That's a <laughs> worth the wait kind of thing right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I related so hard when she said the only other guy I dated uh, cheated on me within two months of dating. And I was like, oh, yep. Feel for you, girl. Feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they go. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Megan ended up marrying her best friend's family friend. Yeah, super weird. He'd been around the whole time, but had never been in my life. Super weird. Yeah. Yeah. God so you never know a sense of humor came out of left field. So we love <laughs> to hear that. I have a friend, um, who 
she was at her cousin's bachelorette, like kind of party thing. And they were at a bar and they were like on the upper half of the bar, but there was like a balcony and they could see below. And, um, the cousin was like, let's say her name's Kate, like, Kate, we're going to find you a husband. And she just like circles her finger and like points. She's like him. And she like points at him. She's like, you come up here. And so like the guy comes up and they ended up getting married. Oh my gosh. And it was his like second day in that town that he just moved to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love stuff like that. (laughs) So yeah, you never know. It's cute. It's cute. Well, this was a rambling random podcast. Random as heck. Random as heck. We just had to, we just had to cover these very pressing topics. You yes. Know? Yes. We do it for y'all. We really do. <laughs> like Botox and lettuce. <laughs> and home birth. Just a couple of things. The what if guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this was good. Mm-hmm. Um, catch us next week. Uh, back with sponsors. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yep. yep, yep, We're just so grateful for this community. And the, like, this is three years now. Yeah. This is three years. Wow. And we're just so grateful for you guys. I can't even believe this thing is still happening. And I know we were like, this might only last a couple months and here we are. (laughs) And three years later, (laughs) I can hold us accountable. And when people say they binge it, I'm like, I feel like I can't even go back to the first episode because I'm just going to cringe or something. I know. I haven't. I feel I like can't. it's like opening my diary and I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, <gasps> oh my gosh. gosh. I know. I can't. I don't think I can do it. So I'm not. Now I might it. have to after this just to I'm see not. if my voice changed at all. Oh, my voice probably changed. I probably have not a Chicago accent anymore at all. <laughs> You're a world <laughs> traveler now. A world traveler. Konnichiwa. No. <laughs> All right. Good night. All right. Uh, sayonara. Uh, arigato gozaimasu. Happy Monday, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.